Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dead to Sin. Kat will not will not be joining us because she didn't do the research, apparently. Uh, so, yep, yeah, it's just the two of us. Uh, so, Gordon, um, the first point on this list, uh, of course, we're doing the, the Harris-Pence vice presidential debate. Yeah. Uh, and the first point is the conduct of the participants, starting with the moderator and then ending with Pence. How well did they behave? Um, so the moderator, Susan Page, um, chief of USA Today, um, good woman. Um, oh, yeah. She she did keep it pretty unbiased. Like, whenever it was someone's time that was up, she usually made sure that they stuck to it. Like, she would remind them if they went over time, just like, okay, okay, okay. Like, she would wait for them to, like, like, she wasn't the best moderator, I won't say that, but she was a good moderator. She was a lot better than Chris Wallace. Yeah, I, I think I don't know if that's saying much personally, but um, it's something. She was, yeah, she was fairly unbiased. She did give more time to uh, Kamala Harris, but in all, in in Kamala's defense, she needed it, which moves me right. This this moves me right on to Kamala Harris. Um, Kamala Harris, oh my goodness, she smirked she looked smug she just did everything wrong like basically she looked like trump <laughs> that's not a compliment yeah like, no <laughs> no no one likes the way that trump does that no one does but they respect him because he's he's a good president like and he's a good businessman but kamala harris has done practically nothing to deserve to look like that. And she just looks smug. And you shouldn't do that when you're losing. So, yeah. Yeah, no, she it was it, it wasn't a good look on her. Uh definitely not. So, I mean, I think your take on Pence would be about the same as mine. He came off very very graceful, I think. Very oh, graceful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Pence was amazing. Like Oh my gosh, he was polite, he stood his ground, he, <laughs> whenever the situation came to it, he roasted her, he roasted her, he roasted Joe Biden, he roasted everything about them, and he did that within a matter of seconds. Like, he grabbed the debate within a couple minutes, and the way that he did this in the first five minutes of him even being able to talk, like the first two minutes of him being able to talk, he pointed out, because it started with COVID, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so he pointed out that the Biden and Kamala Harris plan for COVID was pretty much an exact copy. Like he pointed out its plagiarism, pretty much. And then he said, which is something Joe Biden would know about, which I thought was freaking awesome. And then he went on with even more and even better lines, such as, you're entitled to your own opinions, but you're not entitled to your own facts. To which Kamala Harris smugly replied, that's a good line. It's a good line, because it is a good like, line. <laughs> it is. It is. She could not say that, but at the same time, the way she said it was condescending and that did not have a good look on her the reason joe biden won the debate with um trump was because 
He was, he was more tactical. Yeah, he was nice and and or at least vaguely nice. You know? He was nicer than Trump. Yeah, which isn't hard to do. But I mean, Kamala Harris didn't have that upper hand there. She didn't have that upper hand with Mike Pence, who is relatively in his prime for a politician. Like, he's 59. Or, no, he's not 59. That's my bad. Um, he was born in 59. And he's now the vice president. He's, like, he's really based in what he believes as well. Yeah. I mean, nothing will change him. That's something I respect about him. So, would you like um, to see, like, this is not even in the script, but what would you think of, like, a, uh, a Pence presidency? I would be the first one to vote yes. Like, honestly, Mike Pence is president 10 times better than Joe Biden. 10,000 times better than Joe Biden. And the only reason I say that is because Joe Biden was VP to Obama. And we already see that he's a better leader than Joe Biden was eight or four years ago or even uh-huh. eight years ago. Heck, let's go all the way. Hello? In every single way. Okay. He is he's just been a complete force to be reckoned with. And Joe Biden has been there just like, don't worry, I'll fix it if you elect me. Mike Pence has actually gotten the job done. And I think people would see that and that they would respect it and that they would respect what he's done in the Trump presidency more than they respect what Joe Biden did in the Obama presidency. Because there's been more about Pence doing things than there has than there were about Biden doing things. Yeah, it's 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 pretty ludicrous. I'll admit I'm actually about to fall asleep right now. So, uh, <laughs> and not for lack of a a good con- content or company. But so next point, of course, uh, Kamala Harris asserts that uh, the Trump administration failed the American people by its supposed inaction during the early signs of the coming COVID nineteen pandemic, and that it withheld critical information about the uh, about the virus from the American people. Now. Pence responds to this by asserting that, uh, quote, President Trump did what no other president would do. He closed the borders to China, one of the most powerful economies in the world. And he reminded America that Biden initially critiqued this shutdown as, quote, xenophobic. Pence also expresses his deep concern for the loss of American lives, saying, quote, there is not a day that's gone by that I haven't thought of every American family that's lost a loved one. Which uh, party is right in their commentary and with whom do you stand? <clears throat> All right. So I'm going to start from the very beginning. Kamala Harris, whenever she asserted that the Trump administration failed America, she forgot to mention the states with the most infections at the beginning were blue states. Yeah. She also fails to say that the Democratic mayors, governors, state members, cabinet members, or not state members, Senate members, cabinet members, and so on and so forth, um, said that it was nothing. Trump told us when he found out to be careful. He said that when he found out, like a day after he found out, and he said, be careful. And then the Democrats were just like, no, no. He said, we'll get it through. We're going to have a good time in Chinatown. Come out and meet us. Breathe all over us. Exactly. Exactly. They did everything just to spite him, and look where we are now. She also blames him for everything instead of condemning the leaders that said that these things were okay at the beginning of the year. She doesn't say anything about them because she doesn't want it to be remembered. 
But if you look back at our history of this, in 20 years, will that be out there? Who knows? Maybe not. But I sure hope that it is, because it's just despicable. Like, they did everything just to spite the president. And it's just, you're putting the health it's all petty. of your citizens. Yes, you're putting the health petty. of your citizens on the line just so you can spite a man who you don't like. That's stupid. Yeah, totally just bumped my mic. Uh, so... <clears throat> then I do have a little more oh, all right. um, on like what Pence responds with um, saying that no other president would do this. Um, this is a really good point. And as I mentioned earlier, Kamala Harris did not mention this point. When Trump made this decision, I know it had to be hard. Like, there's no way. It was, But it was necessary. It was necessary for the protection of the American people. And for his concern, he was and is met with hate from the people he was trying to protect. Yeah, these people, it's a mess. Like these, yeah, it's a, it's a complete and utter mess. These people say that the 210,000 deaths are on his watch, but under Biden's watch or Obama's watch or Nancy Pelosi's watch or Hillary Clinton's watch, the number would have been doubled or tripled. Under Joe Biden's watch, we would probably all be dead. Obama did better than literally any other leader would have been able to do of recent years. <coughs> oh, gosh. Um, <clears throat> so, the next point... Yeah, my cat's getting angry. Go away, you. My next point, uh, when asked whether she, Kamala Harris, would take an approved vaccine, she responded... Uh, quote, if the public health professionals, if Dr. Fauci, if the doctors tell us that we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it, absolutely. But if Donald Trump tells us that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Now, my commentary here is that's just, that is mortally, mortally petty. That is so, again, <clears throat> that's my con uh, uh, commentary throughout most of this. It's just so petty and nasty. All right? It's just dreadful. Yes, and during my research for this, I watched something that Ben Shapiro put out. I freaking love Ben Shapiro. You know this. Yeah. Um, ben Shapiro said he's not going to go against the science. He's not going to be like, hey, my doctors say this is not okay. You should take it. He's not going to say that. With this one comment, she is trying to get the American people to doubt our president and to get people to vote for them, for her and Joe Biden. What they're truly hoping for is that the vaccine will be finished shortly after they get into office. So that they can get all the credit for it. It's diabolical yeah, like that they would rather. Yes, it's diabolical that they would rather put more lives at risk than admit that the Trump administration has done almost everything right. Yeah, plagiarism. Say, plagiarism. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and note, note, I did say almost everything right. Almost everything. Yeah, of course. So perfect. someone tries to quote me that I said they did everything right. Everything right. Right there. Yeah, no, there's your there's your clause. Uh, yeah. So neither candidate commented on whether there was a plan of succession in light of the age of both the president and Biden. Uh, I don't really have any question for this. I just want to point that out. And I was wondering, um, yeah. of course, you've already – I don't know if you spoke about this during the recording or prior, but you've already explained that, uh, uh, of course, the reason would be – I mean, again, both an uh, candidates are extremely ancient. They're basically dinosaurs, mm -hmm. uh, and, and Biden especially has – a. Uh, isn't looking too good. Isn't looking too good. Like, 
Um, I don't think Pence is really worried about the president. I mean, aside from his COVID diagnosis, I'd say he's relatively in good shape for his age. Mm-hmm. And there are people like everywhere that are way older than him who are just going on, carrying on. And if he does die, the line of succession is clear and we will have the best president the world has ever known. Yeah. So uh, the next question here. Next um, I do actually I do actually have something else to say on that. Oh, all right. All right. Um, it's obvious that if Joe Biden miraculously takes office next month, he will die in office. It's 100% obvious. Probably. Either he'll yeah. die of natural causes or the Clintons will put a bullet in his head for the new worst president of the United States. Yeah, for Kamala, which is – Yeah, and and actually simple. recently um, the 25th Amendment, Nancy Pelosi has been talking about it a lot, and she – it's basically recently what she's been saying. Basically, it's just setting up for Kamala Harris to take over. Like really? It's, you know, it's I, I kind of feel bad for him. It's like it's literally it's not even going to have to be he's going to die in office. It's just that they have to say he's senile and he's kicked out and it's Kamala Harris's turn. And they can do that in two months. Like I said. Yeah, I just the COVID thing. I really don't. I don't know. I do kind of feel bad for Biden. I mean, I know he's a kid sniffer, but come on. He's just look at the guy. He's obviously not all there. That he shouldn't be. That he should be so thoroughly manipulated and used like this. It's not he's been in, he's been lying and doing his thing in politics for so long, give him a rest, all right? Yeah. Let him enjoy life for once. Hey, um, um, I need to pause real quick. Okay. Okay, right, okay, okay, I'm back. <clears throat> all right, welcome back, welcome back. Um, I believe it was the next point on our uh, on our list. Uh, where'd it go? The Trump mm, health plan. Was it the Trump health plan? Uh, so, yeah. Okay, yeah, so what is the Trump... Yeah, health plan and how would it help people with pre-existing conditions? Because this is one of the points that was brought up during the debate, one of the jabs. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Kamala Harris doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, it's obviously better than Biden care would ever be. It's better than Obamacare was. And what she said was that if you have pre-existing medical conditions, they're after you. No, they aren't. They're actually helping you more, if anything. From what I've seen and from what I've heard, it's a heck of a lot better. Sure, it's harder to pay for, but if you look at it, it's a lot better than Obamacare was. Like, Obamacare was sending America into debt. Like, it it was basically the start of universal health care in America, and Trump said, nope. Socialism light. Yeah, basically. It was basically the start of universal health care in America, like I said. And Trump said, nope, pulled it out, put in Trump care, and we're back on track. Like, we aren't going to go into debt over this. Like, if you look at Canada with their universal health care, they're going to be in debt within, like, 20 years. Most of their most of their government funding will be towards that health care, like 84% of it by, like, 2040, I think, actually before that. Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. So the next point on our list, Kamal failed to comment on her support of the Green New Deal, and therefore neither outright defended it or condemned it. 
Um, now, the question here is, what are the similarities between similarities between the Biden plan and the Green New Deal? Now, before we get into this, I have some commentary, so. Okay, good. Uh, I know, because it's just been used to having two people in interview, but alas. Uh, yeah. So, I, I still I still can't, I still want to bring up that Kamala Harris, again, she is the, the co-sponsor, and uh, Biden, of course, is a as a pawn on the the board of uh, being played by the uh, mm-hmm. Democratic establishment. If there's no facet to the Biden plan that is uh, at least similar to that of the Green New Deal, then I don't think they would have let him run with it. Um, yeah, no. <clears throat> and so it does, it handles the environment similarly. It, it handles uh, uh, all these ludicrous things were, that were brought up in the Green New Deal. Or at least touched on briefly or vaguely by uh, by the the Biden plan. Yeah, the Biden plan when put on paper is practically the exact same thing, just worded differently, so that Joe Biden can understand what the heck he's talking about. So, do you uh, do you have any specific commentary or? Um, yeah, um, Pence even actually pointed out that it's essentially the same by saying that Kamala Harris co-sponsored it, um, like. Literally, the newspaper of the moderator said this. It was great. Um, but I do have another point, I believe. Crap, let me think about that. Um, what was I going to say about it? I had something. I probably should have said it whenever I had it, but... Yeah, <clears throat> things escape us quickly. Yeah. It was something that Pence said. Oh, it was fracking! That's what it was. It was fracking. Um, Biden said whenever he was doing the main debate with the Democratic Party, like, Democrat debate, um, he said he would ban fracking. Later on, he said he'd ban fracking, and then he said he'd get rid of fossil fuels, and he said, we won't ban fracking. What's the deal? Kamala Harris will ban fracking, will ban fracking, will ban fracking. Well, wait, no, we won't ban fracking. I'm sorry. Um, But maybe a little bit, possibly. It's literally just in the presidential debates, because they know that this is where people are watching. They aren't going to get any red Republican unless they say, we won't ban fracking. Or we won't do this, or we won't do that. They know that they won't get anyone on their side unless they say things that are unless they twist the truth. Republican. So yes, like, unless... so they can't just say what they're gonna do. For example, like with the court packing thing, you know, well, yeah. you'll see. Yeah, they won't give a straight answer, and that's actually our next point, isn't it? Uh, isn't my? I don't remember actually. Uh. Yeah, actually, that is the next point. So, and yet again, of course, Senator Harris never commented on the Democrats' talk of packing the Supreme Court. What is the recent history of Democrat comments concerning the packing of the court, and is this a serious threat to our Republican systems? Uh, I'm just going to say it is a serious threat, because the bigger the court, the bigger the government. Excuse me. Um, But yeah, the bigger the court, the bigger the government. Having more um, Supreme Court justices would not only raise our taxes, it would become even more probable that there would be corruption within the Supreme Court. That's the place where the most serious matters take place of our country. 
Yeah, I mean, the Supreme Court, it's the, they're the ones that set the rules for, like, what is and is not constitutional. So yeah, the, like, the half, bounds half. of the Constitution go only so f- as far as the Supreme Court, you know, allows. They Again, they yeah. define what is and is not constitutional. It's a huge, huge thing. And, like, I'm going to say <coughs> this. The majority of the things that your ideal government is, Connor, would never happen. Because, well, number one, they probably never will anyways. Uh-huh. Um, and number two, if they did, and if that were the system we had right now, then we'd have the biggest change of our lives by packing the court. Yeah. We would – everything would just shift. Every Supreme Court justice would be under the thumb of some random person, and we don't know what their goal is. Maybe not every Supreme Court justice, but most of the Democrats. Like, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a mess. Yeah, like even – Ruth Bader Ginsburg was under someone's thumb half the time. Mm, uh, well, uh, even well in her case, I would—I mean, she was pretty, she was pretty impartial for the most part. She wasn't that—I uh, mean, not impartial. She was obviously biased, but uh, oh, yeah. she, she was not a necessarily good person. She still advocated for very evil things, but I wouldn't say she was bought and, and paid. Uh, not necessarily. Um. So, uh, one other thing that I believe that was, that was brought up, like, recently is the attempt to, like, redefine court packing, which was so weird to me. I was watching, actually, it was the Daily Wire, it was Ben Shapiro, and I was just kind of seeing what was up, and I was like, hmm, what's this about court packing again? Let's take a look. And apparently, they're trying to, like, Biden has made an attempt to redefine uh, court packing. To what just, did he say? So, basically, instead of packing, like, putting extra people, like, extra seats you know, like on the Supreme Court and packing it with, like, partisan folks. Uh, yeah. Instead, court packing to them is now basically putting anyone on the court that they do not like. It's so dumb. So basically, one of the points that was made, well, look at all these, there's so many of these people, they're all white. He's court packing. I'm like, what? That's not what court packing is. Yeah, no. It's very, very, very stupid. Not what court packing is. Um, no. Court packing is literally just putting more and more people in there and yeah under a biden presidency it would all be democrats like the reason that they say that they're going to be core packing number one bigger government democrats are all about the bigger government number two they want the majority again if acb ends up um winning her hearing i don't yeah. think winning is the proper term getting through it in one piece yes if she ends up getting through it and like she's accepted into the Supreme Court, then the Republicans will have the majority mm-hmm. so, in the Supreme Court. And really, that kind of, that does boil it down quite right. It's it's not it's all about power. <clears throat> it will always be about power with them. It's literally Un- what without it is. fail. Yeah, uh, that's why they want the bigger government so that they can have more yeah. and more income, more and more power, more and more. They're just so greedy. Everything. You know, that's what? exactly what it How is, much do and they need? won't admit it. Yeah. How much do you need? You're already all filthy rich off the backs of your constituency. Like, what? How much more do you want? How much? How much bigger is it gonna get? What? It's like, just so unreasonable. Bl- boggles the mind. Yeah. I get people could say the same thing about Trump, but at the same time, he isn't really doing anything like that. Like people would have thought he would. Like people would have thought that he was. He would like bring stuff in so he could like 
get even richer. But yeah. no, he hasn't done that. In fact, he's shrunk government. He's done pretty much everything that he can to like reduce our taxes. And actually, that was something that I didn't see on this list is that Kamala Harris talked about cutting the Trump tax cuts. I thought it was, actually. It's not. I don't think so. No, no, no. No, it's here. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's yeah, near it the bottom. So, yeah, it's at the bottom. It's uh, after a while. So the next point, of course, is when asked about whether abortion should be outlawed in his home state, operating on the presumption that should Amy Coney Barrett be appointed, the Republican majority would overturn Roe v. Wade, Mike Finally. Pence of av- yeah, hopefully Mike Pence avoided the question almost entirely and instead commented on his hope that ACB would not be harassed, as was done with Justice Kavanaugh. Do you share this hope, and do you think that Pence should have responded with a strong, long-winded attack against the abomination that is abortion? I mean, he did say, like, I will give him credit, he did say that him and the president were pro-life. Albeit briefly, but he still said it. We can't just ignore that. Do I wish he'd gone into more detail? Yes, obviously, but he didn't. So, that's that. But at least he said he and the president are pro-life, at least he put that out there at least we know this now yeah at least he made, made that attempt you know it was, at least, it was at least there kind of even if vaguely yeah um and honestly i sincerely hope that rv wade is just demolished it's like even the last episode caitlin talked about how the woman nora was staunchly pro-life after like, they used her. Yeah. They were literally looking, like, the two lawyers were she literally looking for... She's an actor, a pawn. Yes. The two lawyers were looking for anybody that they could use, and they found Nora. And Nora didn't realize this until it was too late. A little bit in, like, almost halfway through, like, a little after halfway through, she eject- She went out of R.B. Wade, but this didn't help anything because yeah, abortion was, was still legalized it, it was, was too dumb. late yeah <clears throat> it's kind of like pandora's I'm, box I'm, they open it up I'm and glad, there's no putting it back yeah i'm glad she realized that yeah, at least at the end it of was life. unfortunate yeah it was unfortunately too late that will not be on her soul right. it'll be um, on the souls of the lawyers yep um so uh kamala in in, in uh response to her question uh Kamala came out strong with a haughty, blatant lie and asserting that she and Biden are deeply religious or faithful people. I know, I died laughing, man. And that she was offended by the insinuation that they'd attack ACB's Catholicism. Kamala then, in one voice with the devil and her fellow devil-worshipping Democrats, demands that Trump not appoint ACB and instead let the election take place beforehand so that the voice of the people might be heard. Should we let them do this? And do we even think the American citizenry is competent enough to be allowed such a decision? After all, isn't the power to appoint to the Supreme Court given to the president rather than his constituency? Yeah, um, first I'm going to go off of Kamala's comment. She said that Biden was a practicing Catholic, but that's obviously a lie. He can't be, <laughs> practi- he can't be practicing, otherwise he would have to be pro-life, anti-LGBTQ, and... The most stark difference would, in all of this, would be that he would have to be Republican. He himself would have to be Republican. Yeah, you can't. There's be, no way around it. Yeah, you can't. 
you can't to- as a Catholic, you can't totally. Well, I'm not a Catholic, but if he was, he can't yeah. totally disregard all of sacred tradition and sacred scripture, and and, and yeah, saying no. that uh, that abortion You'd is acceptable. And, yeah, it's it's not one of us are excommunicated. He's not already. I mean, yeah, it's the things he espouses is obviously wrong, especially within a Catholic framework, because as you said, Catholics are uh, culturally speaking totally uh, pro life. Pro life. The most avid defenders, I'd say, because they are, yeah, they're they're theocrats, you know, <laughs> like so they, yeah. they don't even believe in the the constitution necessarily. Um, the 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 most of the Catholics I know consider it to far too tainted with the Freemasonry and and uh, Enlightenment uh, philosophy, you know, being liberal and such. Standards. <laughs> yeah. Um. um but <clears throat> yeah, like there's no way. I mean. Sure, the Pope now might feel a little bit left wing, but that doesn't make any difference that yeah. Catholicism at its heart is a Republican – like, you have to be a Republican to actually be Catholic. You cannot be practicing Catholic and go out onto the streets and riot for Black Lives Matter. Like, you can't do that. It's mm-hmm. literally – it's literally against everything that Catholicism is for. It's just not a because again, like yeah, actually, perfect point. Uh, they're authoritarians, and so they don't take kindly to the rioting or the burning or the the violent anarchy you see on the street. So that's another good point you brought up. Thank you for yeah. bringing that. I didn't think of that one. It's a good one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyways, after the religion stuff, now we're going to go to the Supreme Court thing about like oh, the yeah. people should decide. The people. Look, the voice of the people, that is a true democracy, and those fall hard. Like, like hard, oh, yeah. hard. Like, throwing a boulder onto a car from 7,000 feet in the air hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay? We have no true voice. The president is the one who decides things like that, and she knows that. She just wants to use the votes. She, she's preying she, on the mind of the mob, of that mass that's of, exactly like, entitlement. What she's doing. Just like, you guys should decide. No. After you get in, if ACB is not appointed, or if you can pack the court, which you won't be able to because the Supreme Court won't let you, um, neither will the Constitution. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, oh, I forgot there's a third There's a third facet to this. Sorry. Uh, Kamala, soon yeah. after her absurd comments about allowing the citizenry to select the next Supreme Court justice, returns to her devil worshipping and saying that, quote, she will always defend the right of a woman to make choices about her own body rather than Donald Trump. Uh, how should Christians respond to this disgusting attack on human life that has been disguised as uh, virtuous? Um, I pointed out last time, yeah. Jeremiah 1.5. Like, as usual. I, point, I pointed out one simple verse that just destroys abortion. Yeah. Like, at least abortion in Christianity. Um, it's just... And then, if you look at it from a scientific view, Caitlin pointed out last time, organisms on Mars are called living life forms. Why not a child that is growing inside of the mother? Like, you can never cope with... It's totally inconsistent. Yeah, you can never cope with something like this. Christians should respond to this by, like you said, being disgusted. It's a disgusting attack on human life, and it has been disguised as virtuous. Like, that's exactly what you said. 
It, yeah. And that pretty much just sums it up all on its own. Like, well, more appropriately, that's exactly how. More yes, appropriately, I think. I think what we should do, the response, the action we should take in response to this should be, uh, well, I mean, look at these people. Look at these people riding in the streets over over this, this systematic racism that doesn't exist. When they should be, really, we should be the ones doing the riding in the streets because of the mass murder of the unborn and the, 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 the way in which this mass murder targets minorities. I mean, yeah. you're riding over... A, a this guy. I mean, look at look at Floyd. Put You're a gun to a pregnant someone who held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach. Yeah, he. She he, was never going overdosed. to get an abortion either. She wasn't going to get an abortion either. And yet, yeah, like you said, he overdosed. I mean, this guy was scum of the earth kind of person, like horrible, evil human being, and they're writing because been. he died. Well, it shouldn't have, but it wasn't like who care. Okay, who cares if Adolf Hitler ki- like shot himself? I'm not crying over his death, and I'm not honestly. I'm not crying over Floyd's either because it's the same principle. He was an evil, yeah. nasty person. He was like, and people will come at us now if like they actually listen to this, and they're gonna be like, "You're a me, 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 me." Look, George Floyd was an awful, disgusting person. That is a fact. That is not opinion based. That is a fact. He it's had simple reality. Nine, he had nine, like. Crap, what was it? Nine warrants or something. <laughs> yeah. He had a Not lot of warrants. violations. Well, there is a... It was, viol- it was violations. I think there might have been a warrant out for him. I don't there remember. There might have been. But... <clears throat> and the guy that called the cops on him... Yeah. You wouldn't hear this from... Backing up. Hello? And then, or NBC, someone called the cops on him. Someone called the cops on him. You wouldn't hear this from CNN or NBC. You'd only hear it from Republican news sources, and you didn't even hear it from Fox. Yeah, no, Fox didn't even. So, like, there was so there, uh, they really there was some footage that was released. There was, uh, like, there was so much that, that like evidence and new information that was released that kind of, I guess you could say, ex- ex- uh, exonerated or always gave uh, gave credibility to the officers again because they weren't like you could say they weren't, weren't the devil, you know. Yeah, they weren't there doing it for fun. No, that's not how this works. Yeah. One of the people there was actually black, a yeah. black police officer. And so as as they and ride in the streets... calling this all racist because yeah. of Derek Chauvin. They believe that he was the only person responsible for this. They don't care about the Asian dude. They don't care about the black dude. And they, they don't only care, care that he Derek was pumped Chauvin. up full of drugs either. They don't care about that either. Yeah, no. And they don't care that Derek Chauvin was actually a Democrat. <laughs> yeah. So... Okay, and so just as they responded to that, which was t- t- totally inappropriate, I believe the response of like the rioting and the burning and the, the the real unrest, I think that should be in response to abortion. I think that should be our response. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Just like fifty over just... fifty million children dead, dismembered, boiled alive, disgusting, horrible ways to go. While you talk about COVID nineteen deaths reaching two hundred ten thousand. Babies are dying every second. Yeah. Okay? This this is not... This isn't even a comparison. Yeah, it's... So, okay, so... Okay, let's, let's dial let's dial down. So let's the next... Let's back now. I'm yeah. sorry. What are you making me mad <laughs> We're now? getting into it, man. No, so... Dude. So the next issue, not quite as... Not quite as pressing as this, and you brought, you brought it up earlier. It is the taxes. So on the issue of taxes, Pence reminds us that in the initial presidential debate, 
Biden talks about his desire to repeal the Trump tax cuts. Kamala responds, quote, Biden will not raise taxes on anyone that does not make 400000 a year. And so we're forced to ask, what have the Trump tax cuts done for America? Who have they most affected? And what would repealing them do for Americans? Pence covered this in the debate, actually. He did, he said actually, that, yeah. He said that before the Trump tax cuts, the average American family had 2000 dollars in savings that was it a year per year 2000 at most and that does not account for possible deaths possible Mm -hmm. emergencies possible anything this just accounts for what the average american saved Mm -hmm. and after the trump tax cuts the average american family then was raised to four thousand. That may not seem like a big difference, but to the average American family, four thousand dollars a year, oh, yeah. extra savings, extra Massive. savings. It's not just four thousand dollars. It it didn't raise from two thousand to four thousand. From what I heard, it raised from two thousand to six thousand. Yeah, so it was an addition of four thousand dollars. Yes, um, an additional four thousand dollars in your savings <clears throat> thanks to the Trump tax cuts. Biden and Kamala Harris would see that gone. Mm-hmm. And you know, I want to bring something else up too, on the issue of uh, of, of taxes and economics, and and uh, this kind of ties into the Green New Deal too. So those folks, those Green New Deal folks, those quote democratic socialists, people like Bernie, people like AOC, they they look to places like uh, oh, uh, Scandinavia, look to Sweden, and all these dadgum countries, and they say, and they say. Look at this. We need to be. We need to be more like these guys. We need to imitate these guys. Look at these guys. All right. Look at the Scandinavian model. If you but actually you want to look at them, <laughs> yeah. If you if you, if you look at them like at we them. have, yeah. If you'll notice, in fact, they don't raise taxes on the upper class. In fact, in places I think it is like Sweden, taxation is most heavy on the the middle and lower class because they and yeah. and you know what else they did? They they're actually more free market than we are. In fact, they've privatized their what was it? Their welfare system, their their, their pensions, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, they have the brilliant uh, school choice. You know, it's the, they're so the mm-hmm. things that we advocate for are more Scandinavian than the things that they advocate for. Yeah. It's real ludicrous, really. But thing is, other places that they point to, um, I think like Sweden and Denmark, um, they have like two hundred percent tax on cars. Uh, I think that's D- that's Denmark. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's it's Denmark. Sweet. It's Denmark. They have a 200% tax on cars. That's 200% more than what you're already paying. No wonder we see them all riding around on bikes. They can't afford a freaking car. <laughs> that's why they're not fats because they don't have modern transportation. <laughs> food taxes. Food taxes is more than we even tip here. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Ludicrous. Denmark, I would say, it's kind of the black sheep when you look at the Scandinavian. Countries. They are, um, but it's because, like, they aren't socialists. I will give them that. They're yeah, even socialists. even they're not socialists. They're just funny. <laughs> yeah, they have a very corrupt, um, tainted system. system. Yeah, yeah. Very um, tainted. They wanted so, to do things a little bit differently than the other Scandinavian countries. And look and what happened. It got them. It got them hell on earth. <laughs> yes. So I will give them this. Denmark is a beautiful country, but mm, yeah. So I don't want to live there. 
In reg- oh, yeah, oh, no, I, I wouldn't want to move. Uh, in regards to uh, race relations, Kamala Harris once again asserts that Trump has done nothing to condemn white supremacy, saying, quote, he refused to condemn white supremacists, and when pressed, he said, stand back and stand by. Now, I find this pretty interesting because, in fact, I pretty vividly remember him calling uh, white nationalists scum of the earth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> when he like, when he was first asked, you know, good people on oh, both yeah. sides, but the white nationalists, the Nazis, horrible people. Horrible. As far back as far back as you can go, if you ask Trump, will you condemn white nationalists, white supremacists, the KKK? Like this was in 2016. Someone said that the KKK was supporting him, and he said, "I don't want their support." <laughs> yeah. Who does? He he said that during his campaign, and it was brought up in that debate, too. He said, like, it was brought up that he didn't care that he was getting support from the KKK, but he didn't want the support from the KKK. He said that multiple times. He said that throughout his campaign. Yeah. People like David Duke, you know, all these other racist, evil, nasty people, they're like, uh, you know what? Actually, I'm not supporting him him anymore because he doesn't represent what I stand for. Like, they've, yeah. they've backtracked. So now, who's the racist one? What's wrong here, f- fellas? Come on, uh-huh. where's your ammunition now? Yeah, and then you go it's even gone. further back. You go even further back, though. He condemns David Duke. Yeah, he yeah. He condemned David Duke. And no one is pointing this out. Everyone says that he's not condemning these people. He's already done it. He's done it multiple times. Even during his presidency last year when the Charlottesville riots were happening, people said that he called neo-Nazis and white supremacists fine people. He did not say that. He said there there are fine people on both sides. Not the neo-Nazis or the white supremacists. They should be condemned totally. Yeah. He condemned them right there. Right there. He even used the word. He even said condemn. I know. He said they should be condemned totally. That's a quote from President Trump. And no one is pointing that out. Not even Pence pointed it out, but he should have. Like, he oh, should yeah. have pointed that out. 100%. But you know what he did say, though? Time. In response, Pence said that, quote, there's no excuse for the death of George Floyd, but it there's no excuse for the rioting and looting that followed. Now, I gotta say, I think there, I think there was a good excuse. I think he was high as crap a uh, uh, a violent, nasty person, and I, I think God gave him justice. I don't think, I don't think that the the uh, uh, knee on the neck was appropriate. I think there's better way to go about that. Uh, not very, not very smart. Um, but I don't think it all rests on the cops. Like I don't think they were the evil party here. I think they were the dumb party. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the text of the day. Today, we are looking at Galatians 5, 25-26, in which Paul says, quote, If we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. And he continues, We must not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. End quote. I think it's time we remembered exactly uh, who lives in us. I think it's time we recalled the grace with which Jesus Christ operated on the earth. You know, he operated with a love and compassion and empathy and these this kind of 
goodness that we can only dream about possessing. But I think we should continue to dream of it. I think we should continue to strive for it. And I think Jesus Christ, you know, I recall him saying on the Sermon upon the Mount, I remember him saying very vividly, Be ye perfect as my he heavenly Father is perfect. 